Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, it's quite hot, isn't it? There we are. That's got a uh, small talk out of the way. It's my Maybot Toaster. It's the final episode of this series. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed this series. I've had so much fun making this show for the last few weeks. Uh, what fantastic guests we've had on. If you haven't had a chance to listen uh, to some of the episodes, then do have a look back. Uh, you've got time on your hands now after we finish this series. Um, you may have just heard a little sting at the beginning. I hope you have. I hope the technology is working. Uh, we have now enabled the supporter function, thanks to the wonderful geniuses at Acast, uh, which allows you to chuck us a bit of cash. So maybe, end of series, you're feeling generous. You're like, oh, I quite enjoyed that. Here's a pound. Do you know what? If everyone who listens to this gives me a pound, then I will have six pounds, and that'll be great. Uh, so that would be amazing. Whatever you can spare. It's, it's a feature. There's a link on the show description, uh, and you can click on it. It only takes a second to do. Um, so that's that bit done. Now, other bit of business before we get on with today's show. It is, of course, Wednesday the 21st of July today. That's when we're dropping this episode. If you're listening in the future, hello. Uh, tomorrow, on Thursday the 22nd, it's the beginning of the Latitude Festival, and I am going to be there, and I cannot wait And I know a few of you have got in touch with me on Twitter. A few of you are going to be there as well, which is lush. So please come and say hi. It'd be really nice to meet some listeners. Um, so it's tomorrow night. It's the first night of Latitude. Thursday night. That's right. The night when everyone's stuck in traffic and setting up tents. That's when they're going to put me on. I'm quite a big deal. Um, I've got a brilliant guest, though. Mark Watson is going to be joining me. And it's so much fun doing this show live. Honestly, we basically plug my laptop into the big screen and you can see Mark Watson's Amazon history live. If that floats your boat and you're coming to Latitude, five past nine at the listing post uh, on Thursday night, it would be fantastic to see you there. I'm really looking forward uh, to giving Mark Watson's shopping history a right good going over. Right, shall we finish this series of My May Bought a Toaster in style with the very funny, the very eloquent, the very beautiful, the very brilliant Julian Clary. It was a Zoom call uh, for this episode And there was a wonderful interruption straight off the bat. It got off to the most deliriously professional start, as all these podcasts always do. Hang on. I'm terribly sorry. There's someone at the front door now. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'll come on your life with you. I like this. It's the postman. Thank you very much. I expect some people you interview are quite professional. No, not really. Julian, this is about par for the course, to be honest. Now, please tell me that's an Amazon delivery you've got there. No, it's got my name on it. Live, unbo live unboxing on the show, seeing as we are recording. This is what people watch on YouTube for hours, you know. This is what the kids are doing these days. Let me get a knife. Okay, so Julian has a knife. He is attacking the box that he's just had delivered. I mean, obviously, we should be, you know, about halfway through the podcast recording by now, but, you know. That's I don't think I've ordered anything, so... 
Oh, it'll be a freebie, some sort of surprise thing. Oh, God. It's a load of dog things. Oh. And the message says, something for everyone in the house. Ah. Well, that's going to in- include humans. Werther's Originals, sweets, dog biscuits, salted caramel, a dog toy, Maltesers. Oh, oh I know who it's from. And from? my father-in-law. Oh, bless him. Is it just a... I don't know why. Just a package of general love, basically. Yes. Um, oh, how sweet. That's glorious. He sent you some Werther's Originals. Well, that must, that's the joke entry, I think. Oh, I love a proper package. That's the sort of thing that you send to someone in prison, isn't it? Yes, it is. And um, who knows what his thinking was. You know? <laughs> um, no, it's a sort of... Bo- Box of comforting things. What is the, What is it for? It's not my birthday. It's not my husband's birthday. I don't know. Recording my Maybought a Toaster, that's a big day in everyone's life. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I keep forgetting I'm on a podcast. Hello, it's my mate bought a toaster. Today... I've got one of the most brilliant guests I've ever had on the show. I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome uh, the comedy icon that is Julian Clary. Hello, comedy icon Julian Clary. Um, is that is that okay, comedy icon? Do we like that? Yes, no, I, I can swallow that. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank God. And thank you're, God. Called, you're called Tom, are you? Yeah, podcasting icon. Okay, right. Well, that's something nice for you. It is nice for me, and you were alluding to the fact just before we started recording that you you've not you don't you haven't done many podcasts. You're aware that they're out there, but you haven't done too many. No, I mean it just feels like a sort of free show, which it is, and I get the gist of it. But I, what I don't do is listen to them, um, yes. and everyone wants you to do a podcast, don't they? Well, they want me to, and mm. I don't often agree, Tom. But there was something about your wheeze of going through my Amazon account, which I thought might be fun. Good. Well, I'm, very, I'm, I'm pleased that that lured you in. I mean, you've, you've fallen for a hook, line and sinker, and I'm, I'm honoured that we're, you're, you're popping your podcast cherry with us today, Julian. <laughs> and what do we do then? So the most important thing, the, first, the way we start every single episode, Julian, as well you'll know, because of course you listen, uh, is we look at the first thing you ever bought. And this is the earliest appearance of one of our guests' own products that we've ever had. There's always a moment when our guests buy their own product. Uh, nothing wrong with uh, sampling your own produce. 21st of July, 2009, that's your first ever purchase, you've bought Devil in Disguise by Julian Clary. Hooray! <laughs> oh, em- how embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel somehow exposed. <laughs> um, yes, I know I bought that. Did I only buy one copy? Yes, you bought one. No, two, two copies, two copies. Yeah, that's the one of all my. I've got to go to the shelf downstairs with my books on mm. um, what I've written, and I don't have many of that one. I don't think the publishers sent me many, so I was obviously stocking up. Yes, well, you spent fifteen pounds thirty-two, so you were investing there. Happy days, very happy days. Was that your first novel or no? No, it was the second one. The first one was Murder Most Fab. Oh. The second one was um, Devil in Disguise. And the third one was Briefs Encountered. I, you know, when you write a book, you, I, I think of marvellous titles like Dead Man Wanking. Oh, one. Yes. And um, To Catch a Filating Star <laughs> was another. But the publishers won't have it because they sell books in, in their supermarkets now. Oh. And everything has to be, you know, supermarket friendly. Can't you, can't, can't you 
you know, publish really nice accessible books with filthy uh, innuendo titles, and then they can put the greyed out plastic around them and put them on the top shelf. No, I don't think they will. And you don't have any say really uh, on the cover design either. I've learned. Right. Um, it's a terrible life, but there you are. I, I just write the books. <laughs> uh, the the pivot to book writing. Uh, what was that, please? Too lazy to keep doing stand up? Just felt like sitting at home a little bit more. Why Why did you do that? Well, um, I wrote my autobiography, A Young Man's Passage, and um, the publishers then said, "How's about a novel?" And like everyone, I always thought I could write a novel. I've got one in me, as it were. Mm. Um, so I did, but I've always, if you'd have asked me when I was seven what I wanted to do when I grew up, I'd have probably said writing rather than stand-up comedy. Mm. Um, so it felt like something I wanted to do. Yeah. And I really like the change of pace from to being on tour or being in a TV studio or whatever, and then a few months at home writing by yourself. Lovely. Yes, yes, you didn't miss the thrust and uh, various smells of a live audience then well you do after a while and then mm. you finish the book and then you go back on tour so That's i'm a nice. bit like a field you know a fallow field that lies fallow oh. and then it gets full of root vegetables so you just <laughs> rot- you rotate yes um, your yes. creative juices God, I love that beetroot. You're, that that I love that metaphor. I was going to say that the you're yeah a fallow field full of beetroot juices. I felt like there was a, a metaphor to get lost in there, but I've ruined it. It's a shame. Yeah, I think you mentioned beetroot, not me. I brought anyway. I brought up beetroot. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> the, the, it's fine, Julian. This is what happens on podcasts. Things go wrong, and you keep it in. It's a joy. I know people love it. They love it. They love it when you're crap. This is why I've really enjoyed podcasts. Uh, Selena Scott, second uh, of August, two thousand and nine. A long walk in the hills. The story of a house, a dog, and a Spanish island. A little bit of Selena Scott for you here. Julian. Oh, I don't remember buying that or indeed reading it or indeed receiving it. <laughs> Perhaps there's some delay. It's, um, well, yes, maybe it's quite the delay. Uh, at the peak of her fast paced career as a news presenter and interviewer, Selena Scott bought a house in the Tramutana Hills in Mallorca. It was a ramshackle old farmhouse without even mains electricity, but the beauty and peace of the surroundings promised an idyllic escape from her high pressure job. Yes, I remember now. Um, my sister lives in Mallorca and I did a show called Celebrity Dog School, which I hosted, and Selena Scott was one of the contestants on it and so i met her and she she adopted the dog that she was she had to work with on that show yes. so that would have that's how that all came about and i did read it it was very good actually i remember now it's all come back the mists are clearing she is she's rather brilliant isn't she selena scott and sort of brutally underrated in that way that she got sort of put out to pasture because she's a woman and we've all come to terms with that now and we all doing our best to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen anymore but she really got that in the neck didn't she she was sort of retired at 40 or 35 or something ridiculous yes and i when i met her she's 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 not very show busy you know she's very kind of dour and um delightfully droll and real you know she's one of the real people um i won't hear a word against selena scott yes quite right i wasn't going to say one (laughs) don't worry it's fine this wasn't going to turn into a selena scott debate she's i think she's excellent um Okay, good. All right, a long walk in the high hills, the story of a house, a dog, and a Spanish island. So only two purchases in 2009, Julian. So we'll yes. we'll barrel on through. Okay. Nothing in 2010. Oh, here we go. The barren years. Nothing in 2011. Oh my goodness. Look at this. Nothing in 2012. Have you been erasing your Amazon purchase history? No, no, I just didn't ever fancy it. It was only 
you know, recently when I got in the swing of it. Yes. Well, look, here we are in uh, 2013 now, the 28th of December. This is for Brenda Clary. Oh, yeah, my mother. It's on the 28th of December, like I say. So this might, this this has the whiff of a missed Christmas or a late Christmas present. Uh, you've bought her, you've bought her one solar queen. This, this is... <laughs> This is a, a solar what? A solar queen. You bought her Her Majesty the Queen, that, uh, but a solar powered version. What is it then? I don't know. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm trying to. I'm trying to click through, but it, it, the, it says this page is no longer doesn't exist anymore. I visit my mother a lot, and she often says, "Oh, I wish I had this or that," yeah. or I think of something she needs. So, um, <laughs> and I, I think I've, you're going to find a lot of cherry juice because she suffers from gout. And I went through a phase. I read that cherry juice is the cure. So um, there's that excitement to look forward to. I've, well, I am looking forward to that. I've got a, I've got a gouty mum as well, actually. Oh, well, it was, it's quite a kind of tart drink, but um, apparently cures um, gout. She discovered in the end that she gave up sherry and started <laughs> drinking gin. <laughs> that would be a more, you know, faster route to um, healthy feet. Yes, yes. And is your mum nearby? Do you do you do you have a, a close geographically close relationship with her or is she is she safely far away because mine's all the way over in Wales, which I think is a good distance. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Well, my mother's in that direction. She's in Swindon. Oh, right. Gosh, well, I'm sorry to hear too. Very Yes, good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> mothers for you. <laughs> Gouty mums living out west. Oh, yeah, we've got something yes. in common, Julian. We've got something in common. Uh, this looks incredible though. It's a solar I mean it's a solar solar powered queen. That's that's a, How much was it? Well, this shows how much you love your mum. £19.55. I don't know what it is. If you can imagine. Oh, I know, I know exactly what it is. Oh. It's one of those little models. She's still got it of the Queen. And in her, on her handbag is a little tiny solar panel and the Queen's hand waves. Have you yes. seen them? Yes. Well, that's I, what it is. I'm looking at it now and it's absolutely delightful. It's absolutely delightful. And I bought that because I bought her one before in a shop mm. in the old fashioned way and she broke it. Right. And she she was upset, so I said, "I'll get you another one." That's that's oh, that's explained that one. Oh, Phew. there you go, there you go. You see, there is this is a son looking after his mother. See, this is what we're learning about you already, Julian. You see how your personality is unfolding on the podcast. Yeah, there'll be a lot of Brenda Clary on there. Um, all right, good. We'll keep an eye out for Brenda Clary with her solar powered queen. I wonder if the real queen is solar powered. That might explain why she still still just keeps going. Come back to the room now, Tom. Okay. Um, Twenty fourteen, nothing. Twenty fifteen, nothing. I love that you've bought nothing for years. You buy a solar powered queen, and then you leave Amazon alone again. All right, here we are. Twenty sixteen, and this is for you. Ah, look, yeah. here we go. A men's slimming vest, instant weight loss. <laughs> uh, belly How? love handles remover. Hello. Yes, I know. They don't work, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I was going on tour and um, I thought, well, it's a bit snug in this outfit. And um, they look too good to be true, and they are. All it does is the fat is forced up around your neck. Or, <laughs> you know, it's got, to, it's got to exist somewhere. Yes, it can't make um, it disappear. That's impossible. It has to. So you know. your love handles might go, but then you've got a, a, a love neck. Yeah, it's sort of a male corset that you got, or male spanks, I suppose. Yes, yeah, and so uncomfortable. I couldn't actually be funny wearing it either. Terrible. Um, I've, I've, occasionally, I've worn a similar thing. I wouldn't say quite the thinning vest thing, but I've worn sort of like an elasticated shirt that's designed to make you look thinner. And I, I'll be frank, it's what we do on these podcasts, Julian. Very windy. They make you if you eat with them in. 
you're putting you know it makes you very windy it's all very trapped and condensed it's not a nice feeling oh dear okay mm. just bear that in mind that's what i'm saying sounds like a heterosexual <laughs> disorder to me but um <laughs> it can it can spread across the uh sexual orientations just to warn you uh 2017 nothing again oh this is a very easy episode this 2018 right here we go only two things uh bought in uh 2018 some senecots tablets some senna tablets i don't know what that is and then that's there that's to um that was to get slim as well i read somewhere that if you take laxatives <laughs> <laughs> so um they didn't work either i don't think i took them actually couldn't bear the thought so you've tried to sort of vacuum pack it and shit it all out so far these are the yes approaches. that's one way of putting it yeah i know <laughs> the only um, way is to actually go on a diet oh I'm here to tell you is there a secret that famous people get told about losing weight because i feel like all of my friends as they became famous got substantially thinner and we came up with this sort of theory that someone takes them aside and just whispers just eat less food or something like that yeah no there's there's a celebrity dietitian who the, when i did lose weight it was because i went to her mm. called amelia freer and uh she's a fabulous rather saintly woman and she just you go and see her and she tells you what you already know which is eat lots of food fruit and vegetables don't snack between meals yeah. and um don't drink alcohol and but she says it in such a way that you don't disobey oh, right. and she's kind of mesmerizing and that that does work and is she very very thin as well because that helps she's glowing within her health oh i love her glow. I love she her writes books she writes books about healthy eating as you do and uh yes now that's and she she has lots of celeb clients Right. Okay. Okay. I always think that uh, you, you need to be looking at a glower when you're trying to lose weight because there's a few personal trainers near me who are quite on the larger side, shall we say? And you do think mm. that it doesn't quite make any sense to me. I have years ago, I used to have a personal trainer. I had several. And um, I don't know if it's me or personal trainers, but they all ended up, I, I just became their counsellor you know they would say oh I have my trouble with my girlfriend and so the half an hour or an hour would be spent with them offloading the thing me giving advice and then they would charge me charge me 70 quid so I put a stop to that were you sort of doing press-ups and burpees whilst giving them therapy well occasionally but sometimes they were too upset to even instruct me are you are you one of those people do, do friends and loved ones come to you for advice are you a good are you a good pair of ears Julian yes I'm I'm a I'm for, I've got very good advice and I'm very good at counselling all my friends mm. um, and even people like you. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll think of some problems. There's plenty available. <laughs> we like to listen to toast And we're not the kind who would boast And even in spite of the host We still like to listen to toast la, la, la. 1st of August 2018, uh, you've gone for a nice harness for dogs. You've got a dog harness here, the Finn Nero uh, from what Finland. What date was that? 1st of August 2018, you got this. Okay, that so. must have been for Albert, right? Mm, very nice, very nice. Is that when Albert entered your life at that point? No, I got him... Um, he is now 12. Okay, right. So, hang on, is that... I don't know. Perhaps it was for Valerie... Anyway, dog harness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so dog harness there, that is in 2018. Uh, dogs, obviously, a very important part of your life. I mean, 
they're, they're the most important part of anyone's life. And if you don't realise that, then you're missing out. That's the way I approach dogs. I tend to agree. I, I think... I've just written a book called The Lick of Love. Not that I'm plugging, but I have. And um, my theory is that dogs are kind of sent to us from a higher force. Yes. And e each dog has got something that it will bring to enhance your life. Yeah. Um, so Fanny the Wonder Dog, my first dog, when I was 21, living in a bed sit in New Cross, she was sent, I was quite a sort of um, timid person and she made me more adventurous. And then... Valerie came along um, when I was very successful and taking lots of recreational drugs. And Valerie taught me to calm myself and be a bit more serene. Oh, really? Albert, yeah. Then Albert, when he arrived, was sort of, I was getting, well, I was 50. So it was sort of, you need to get used to the idea of middle age now. Yeah. And then Gigi is sort of mad fur bullet who taught me... Um, that love has no boundaries. Each dog brings its own little package of lessons with it. Well, that's what I kind of, I thought about it when I was writing the book. Yes. And um, um, once I hit on this theory of that's why an ethereal being sends you a dog. Because mm. um, you know, you've got to get the right dog. Someone once gave me a pug and I lived with it for three days thinking I've got to love this dog. Mm. Um, and I didn't like it at all. And I had, to, I had to send it away because I hadn't chosen it myself. Right. Um, so yes, get the right dog. You allow your psychic juices to lead you to the right dog pound or yes. whatever. Oh yes, dog pound. Um, Go and get the rescue ones. Always get the rescue ones. Um, but obviously the pug, there's a lesson there because it taught you life is too short to spend it with the wrong person or, or creature, the wrong animal. That, that, was, that was exactly the conclusion I came to. I phoned the person that gave me the pug and said, look, I can't live with this dog for the next 15 years. I just can't stand the sight of her. <laughs> and, uh, please, will you come and take her away immediately? And um, they did. Do you, uh, do you reveal your feelings about dogs but when you meet dogs in the park and things like that? Because I often find myself talking to owners of various dogs and there's a cert there are certain dogs that I'm not a fan of. Mm. Pugs is a good example where I... Um, you know, you have to pretend to like them. Do you do you do that, or do you just do you just make it clear that you're not a fan, or do you just stroke all dogs in the park? What's your approach? Um, no, I like all. Do I mean, I like meeting all dogs, and I don't mind meeting pugs. I don't kind of run screaming. I just wouldn't want <laughs> wouldn't I wouldn't want one. I wouldn't, didn't want that particular one. But yes, there's a you know, as you know, um, when you walk your dog, there's a whole community of dog walkers, and you you communicate with each other through your dogs. Um, it's quite interesting how we we do that. In fact, when I did Strictly Come Dancing a hundred years ago, um, we had I had Valerie at the time, so I was being taught how to do the quick step with Erin Bogue, my professional dance partner. Oh, Erin, Erin, she was married to Darren, wasn't she? No, is that right? That was oh, okay. Lilia Kopilova. It was Lilia? Kopilova. Yes. Okay. Good. Thank um, you. Good encyclopedic knowledge of Strictly. Um, but. Um, yeah, Erin was teaching me and Valerie was in the room and we had a, one of these people, what's her name? Someone, she's still around, who's, who does a body language analyst. Oh, right. Okay. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? And she, she yes. watched footage of us in the training room and she said we were, we were doing everything through Valerie. So 
I was saying to Erin, oh, Valerie's a bit tired. She wants to go home now. And Erin would say, no, Valerie wants you to get it right. And then you can go home. <laughs> so do- dogs are very useful. And I think people do that all the time. Yes, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. I remember my father, when I was growing up, we had two beautiful, beautiful mongrels. And uh, he, when we had people over for dinner, he would just l- leap up at about 1030 <laughs> boring man that he was and announced the dogs needed walking and that was the signal for everyone to leave yes quite right too great system yes i think 10 30 is long enough for any visitors i think so you get your anecdotes done by nine yes tire of them hello it's mr p here and the other mr p and we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips and get ready for the lesson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, good. All right, so we've learned a lot already. Uh, Julian Clary, if you want to keep Julian Clary out of your house, get a guard pug and he'll go running. Um, this is good in, uh, good intel. 2019 now, Julian. Uh, this Things take a slightly darker twist here. Oh, dear. <laughs> so you've gone... Well, you've bought Gillian Flynn's uh, Brilliant I'll Be Gone in the Dark, great novel. But on the same day, this is the 6th of January 2019, perhaps New Year Blues, uh, Ryan Green's lovely heartwarming book, Torture Mob. Oh, yes. A, chilli- a chilling true story of confinement, mutilation and murder. Mm, mm. I absolutely mm. love true crime books. And I like... Why? You absolute psychopath. I it's like, all real. It's I horrible. like the really trashy ones. Um, and th- you know, there'll be lots more. I must have been going on holiday. When I go on a holiday, I fill my suitcase with these awful stories of serial killers and murderers. And uh, that's what I enjoy. I know. Weird torture tourism. Mm. That was that one. That one's a very good one, actually. I think it's about a mother who trained her two sons to torture and kill people. Can you imagine? Oh, well, I can actually. I've got two boys and they're near enough to doing it already. I think it's because it's beyond belief. You know, you think, how can, mm. how can people do that? Um, I'm trying to understand it. That's my story. Yeah, of course. We believe you. We believe you. But it is fascinating. It's proper. This is good rubbernecking stuff. This is what we like to do. Have a look at the gore on the side of the road. Uh, the Michigan Murders, the true story of the Silanti Rippers reign of terror. Ooh, if I said that right. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who's your favourite ripper? Who's your favourite serial killer, Julian? We've all got one. Oh, I go for the Night Stalker. He was absolutely awful. There's a documentary about him on Netflix. That's, um, I mean, you, you, it'll keep you awake all night. Awful, awful man. Um, murdered loads of people in the 70s, I think, in Los Angeles and San Francisco. He would yeah. go, drive around at night and stalk people and break into their homes and kill them. Wow. Oh, yes, there is that documentary on Netflix. Yes, I know the one you mean. Because have you watched uh, Mindhunter on Netflix? Yes, we like Mindhunter. Yes. Oh, why was the 70s such a peak time for serial killers? Was it sort of a, re- a retort to the um, the loving of the 60s? They thought, come on, let's do some fucking murders now. Well, there's no need for language. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I think it'd be very difficult, it's very difficult to be a serial killer now with CCTV everywhere and stuff. But the Mindhunters is all about the psychological profiling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of uh, mm-hmm. how you can, from a crime scene, work out the most likely person, or this would have been a white man in his 30s, works on the radio, doesn't iron his shirt, you know, that kind of thing. And they'd be right. Well, you took, you said man in his 30s, so I'm clear there was a whistle, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, but that you're right, it's the um, it's the construing that's enjoyable, isn't it? It's the it's when they extrapolate facts. Yes, and I, I would say in my defence, I don't like true crime books where they don't catch the perpetrator. I don't like, you know, I, yeah. my sense of justice is that they have to be caught and punished. Yes. Yes. That is so important. Mm. That is so important. Okay, good. All right. So you're a fan of punishment. That's that's a relief to hear that. Um, and then we come crashing into 2020. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, stand by. Which, yeah, stand by. Exactly. Well, it's not too bad. I've seen... I've been completely distracted by something. Okay, this is absolutely bonkers. I was about to defend you. <laughs> what have you found? <laughs> It's just the weirdest thing. I was about to begin a speech about how you haven't bought that much stuff and during lockdown we all used Amazon a bit more. And then I saw on the 12th of June 2020, you bought one, two, three. In fact, how many deluxe heavy-duty non-slip rubber door wedges do you think you bought? About 24. And I'll tell you why. Absolutely loads. Yeah, about 15 it says here, but yeah, go on. Can you guess what they're for? You'll never guess. Oh, this is a good game. So it's not some sort of... I assume they're not being used in their proper form. They're not being used for wedging doors open. No, but it's not some sort of homosexual activity either. Um, I have... I'm out in that case. I'm done. I I live in a house with sash windows and I have window boxes with geraniums on them. And each window, there are three window boxes. However, the windowsill on which they sit is not straight it's kind of slanted i suppose so the rain can drain off which meant that my window boxes were leaning down i didn't like it and i hit on this brain wave of getting some <laughs> rubber door wedges which are still in place now and oh, good. all of my window boxes are now on the level oh that's very pleasing are you quite a perfectionist in terms of things needing to be visually pleasing well I uh, maybe but I, i'd lived with them um, on the slant for about 15 years until I suddenly oh. thought, um, I think I must have been, what time of the year was it? June, did you say? June, yeah. I mean, it's peak when the flowers are blooming and you don't want, no one wants wonky flowers. No, and I, I think I just had enough. And uh, once <laughs> I had this brainwave, um, well, some of your listeners might have window boxes on the slant and they'll be very glad of that tip. Well, this is exactly the thing. This is and what they were cheap, buy. weren't they? They're not very expensive. No, but I can't. They're not very expensive. But you still managed to spend thirty-five pounds on door wedges. Well, that they was... must have had 
Money well spent. So that's an extra large Christmas party at the Door Wedge Factory after that, isn't it? That's a huge day for them. There's so many. Yes, I know. They still send a Christmas card. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. Uh, a triangular-shaped Christmas card, of course. Um, all right. Okay, elsewhere uh, in 2020, of course, the year of lockdown. So there's loads of things like masks and stuff uh, and the uh, continuing adventures into awful, awful stories. American Predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century. While the world is on its knees, Julian Clary sits with perfectly straight flowers reading about murder. Yeah. It's a distraction. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But again, it has to, because the maths has to work with these stories. You have to have a pleasing resolution, don't you? Yes, I think so. And do you draw on these when you write your kids' books? No, I don't. No, there's, everything's lovely in the world of eight, eight to ten-year-olds who I write for. Um, it's, it's all, you know... I didn't need to know about that side of life. No, quite right too, quite right too. Um, that does seem like a strange segue into your, your kids' books, but you've been writing The Bolds for many years now, haven't you? I have, yeah. There's the sixth one's just come out. So um, I think I've knocked one out most summers. Very nice. Um, Very nice for the kids. Okay, great. Yes, <laughs> um, yes I, it's something I love. And, you know, when you're... I have spent most of my adult life um, making filthy jokes about gay sex frankly and it was refreshing to go in an opposite direction and regress to being a child and write about a family of hyenas living disguised mm. as human beings in teddington it's a, it's a great idea why why the disguise is there something why why did you make these animals disguise themselves from the rest of society is there something you're doing you disguising something from the rest of the world um, well, aren't we all? Um, yeah. But I think I wanted... I, I, everyone's got a secret, I think, you know, and so that was their secret, that they were um, hyenas. I, I like the idea of infiltration, you know, and and um, and helping other people. What they do, now they are happily living as human beings and they have jobs. They help other animals who want to cross over. And um, they help them escape from zoos or um, whatever their difficulty, or even if they're just, there's Roger the sheep who um, just doesn't like living in a field. And he, I think he wants to work in a children's nursery. So they, they help them, they take them into their house and they teach these animals how to walk on their hind legs and how to use a knife and fork, and most importantly, a toilet. And right. um, then they get a job and they send them off. And the, this, sixth book is the the bolds go green um which kind of speaks for itself but there's a there's a, a skunk and an aardvark and a fruit bat and uh, <laughs> they all escape from the zoo and they're trying to get to the bowls but they they get lost and separated and they end up with some eco warriors um camping out in parliament square it's it's a quite an epic story i won't tell you every twist and turn but it's kind of like Gone with the Wind for Children. Oh, yes, come on. There you are. I love it, but with hyenas involved. That's a perfect combination. Yes. And are you are you leaving these guys behind now? The bolds are over. Are you going to think of... Are you going to be knocking something else out for the kids? <laughs> I'm going to write some other children's books, but the, I want to leave the bold story there. This, this book finishes with a great big party in Bushy Park and all the other animals from all the previous books come to celebrate the twins' 10th birthday and... As when I finished it, I thought, oh, that's that feels like an ending, you know. Yes, um, yes. And do you uh, do you get properly lost in your books, even when writing kids' books? Do you find yourself, is it a, 
is it an yes. enjoyable experience just to just to withdraw yourself into that world it's lovely and also with the bolds because i've been writing them for so long mm. they're all very much alive in my head all the all the, the core family so it's you kind of just write down what they tell you they speak to me in my head wow, and so it's not I don't know. I'm not kind of scraping the barrel or desperately trying to think things up. It's I'm yes. trying to shut them up most of the time. It's fine. If you've got voices in your head and uh, a contract from a publisher's, then there's nothing wrong there. There's no problem. They can't touch you for it. No. They can't touch you for it. My wife's a writer. My wife's a, no- a novelist and she's got voices in her head, but it's fine. She's writing it's, books. So leave her alone. It's a genius, I will. Yes. genius ploy, genius ploy. Um, all right, listen, we're crashing into 2021 now, Julian Clary, and it's been a pleasure catching up with you on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, but don't think it's over, by the way, because there's still some weird stuff. Okay, so don't think don't think that was a sort of coasting into the end of the episode. Thank goodness this is over, Uh, because we've got on the 29th of January 2021, the Homcom LED electronic dartboard. Oh, yes, that was (laughs) that was for my mother, because my mother um, is 89 and she would normally play bowls and patank and get her exercise that way. But lockdown, she couldn't. Um, And I thought at least we're playing darts. We can get her on her feet and um she's quite good at darts um so and i got the electronic one because i thought it would save damaging her walls mm. um so yeah that's that's the story behind that so you've got your 89 year old mum up and playing darts that's i know while drinking gin that's full last of the summer wine i just think there's some sort of sitcom <laughs> about an elderly lady's darts team i know I know. Oh. She's very good. She's very good indeed. But she's quite competitive. Oh, really? Mm. got a competitive mum? Because most people complain about the competitive dad syndrome. Um, no, it's my mother. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you're helping her with the goat uh, and keeping her fit with darts. Okay, very good, very good, very good. Uh, we've also got a sign that we all went through this with longer hair. Uh, men's slicked back headband. You've got a load of them, in fact. 27th of March as well. <laughs> Eight pieces of metal hair, hoop, flexible metal headbands so you're covering mm. yourself in headbands my hair was really long and um um i bought them really to annoy my husband because he said <laughs> it would look ridiculous um the f- footballers wear them don't they? it's a so, gareth bale thing yes with the t- you can yes. do a top knot julian that's right um i was working up to i've had it cut now a bit but um i've still got them and they're they're, they're great you know they keep keep the hair in place and um what fun. You've still you've still got all your hair. You've you're aging very well. I'm not saying you've aged because that suggests the aging process is finished. But you are you're aging very, very well. Can I any secrets that we can construe from that? I've an enema every day. <laughs> thought so. I thought that's what you were doing at the beginning of this episode. There you are. Oh, you look a bit cross. Um I'll tell you what you have got, which is very nice, £129. So you've splashed out a bit here on the 9th of February, so maybe it's Valentine's Day. Uh Quizin Art Soup Maker Plus. Oh, it was um was it was it February? Tenth of February, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Well, I definitely bought it for my husband, but we don't really do Valentine's gifts. Anyway, he absolutely loves it. Having said, what a boring present. Um, he he does a lovely soup of a Saturday morning. Oh, and, uh, domestic you do, bliss. You can do risotto in it as well. 
So oh. that was a very good purchase. Uh, what's his What's his best soup du jour? Carrot and coriander. Absolutely wonderful. Making me quite hungry. Um, all right, well, we'll leave you with your soup. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like something you say as you leave an elderly parent. I'll leave you with your soup, but we wouldn't do that with your mum. She's got her darts. You've got your soup. Rolls have reversed. Uh, Julian Clary, thank you so much for joining us on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you, Tom, whoever you are. <laughs> and your and you know your first podcast experience was that okay? Well, yes, I feel I feel broken in. Great. Was um, it? Was I gentle? You were very gentle, and it's a very good wheeze going through. Um, they, you should do this on television, and I expect you will. It's a, a very good idea. Fascinating. Take care, lots Thanks, of love. Thanks, Tom. Julian. Cheerio. Bye. 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 Yes, I can think of no better way to end this series of my mate bought a toaster. <laughs> And my guest saying, thank you, Tom, whoever you are. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, right, there we are then. That's it. That's the end of this series. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, hopefully see some of you at Latitude on Thursday, a.k.a. tomorrow night. Mark Watson, don't forget, uh, is going to be my guest. I'll be on the listening post stage at five past nine. It'd be lovely to see some of you there. That'd be really, really great. Um, and we have now got the supporter feature up and running on Acast. So if you click on the link, you can drop us a couple of quid uh, to say thanks. That would be delightful if you get a sec. And if you've got a couple of quid to spare, thank you very much in advance if you do that uh, and that's it we'll be back in a few weeks time i don't know how long i'm going to take off for summer i haven't really thought about it i'm on holiday for the next couple of weeks uh cornwall and north yorkshire see you there um and then i probably reckon we'll start should we go for new term what do you reckon michaelmas yeah a little bit of september action let's do that shall we uh in the meantime if you've got any questions or anything at toasterpod on twitter have a wonderful summer stay safe good luck with all this awfulness that's going on everywhere i hope you're feeling chipper and good and happy uh, as much as you can in these trying circumstances. See you soon. Lots of love now. All I baby, is just a little kiss from you. All I baby, is just a little kiss from you. I'm Scott Hancock, and I host From Queer to Eternity, a new podcast exploring what it means to be queer, where we have conversations like this. I look at younger generations and go, you can just Google this stuff. The fact that the only mention of queerness was don't get AIDS. <laughs> if I'd been marrying a girl, that would not have happened. Maybe we can find a, a universality that, that we weren't aware of before. That's why this podcast's so great, because actually, well, I guess we just don't think to speak of this stuff, and yet it's part of our fabric. From Queer to Eternity, available to listen to now from the Great Big Owl Company. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.